don't you know? That is true. That for me and for you, the world is a ghetto. That's <laughs> war. War. The world is a ghetto. Happy, uh, I don't know what day is this. Happy Wednesday. It's the middle of the week, babies. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy doing my thing on a very dreary gray. So how appropriate that I would put on gray. Put some earrings on so I could go all the way up. All the way up gray. Put some fight the power earrings in. I hope everybody is well. I, I The last two nights I've been sleeping quite well. I don't know what it is. You know, I've been taking a... Uh, uh, magnesium supplements so i think they're starting to really make a difference and uh and then uh i take collagen peptides at at night so i think i'm i'm thinking i think and 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 the fact that you know i had a, a topper on my bed and one of those little egg crate looking toppers and for some reason i had it on my bed upside down i i don't I don't know why I did that. When I first bought it, I think I had it the right way. And then I thought, this can't be right. I, I don't know what I was thinking. So anyway, I turned it over and it makes a huge difference of the quality of my sleep. I'm still getting a new mattress. Don't get me wrong, because it's time for a new mattress. But uh, the fact that I flipped this thing over, not the mattress, but the topper, the bad, this, you know, it's like a, the pad, it's like it's the milk crate, thick. I don't know why I had it the other way around. I think because I thought the crates would go down on the mattress and not the flat part. So I flipped it over and it just, it's nice. I think I had it right the first time when I first bought it. And it's, and this is not new. I, I bought this when I was in my house on Bellevue. So it's, this thing's got to be four or five years old, at least, maybe six. So I've been sleeping on it wrong. <laughs> all, all this education. <laughs> all of this bought and paid for education. <laughs> and, and, and I can't put a mattress, a topper on top of a mattress. Ain't that the living end? Holy cow. Holy cow. Anyway. Ah, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is a day. This is a day. This is a day. Um, okay. So let's get into it. I don't know what I'm getting into. What's happening. Let me see what's going on in the world. I feel, you know, I've been so consumed with my trip. You know, I had to go and have the, uh, as I said the other day, um, I had to go and have uh, the vaccine, and uh, and it was uh, it was a it was it wasn't painful until it was painful. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't painful until it was painful. So I went. I was all. What day did I have this done? Damn it! It's only it's only Wednesday, and I'm already lost. <laughs> It's it's only Wednesday, and 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 I'm I'm lost. 
So to Monday, Monday I went and had um the um the vaccines, yellow fever, typhoid. And you know, vaccines, pop 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 in the arm. Tuesday, uh it was I, I felt terrible. <laughs> no, by Monday, by Monday night, I start to feel the effects of it. Like I didn't know what was happening to me. It felt like I was coming down with something. And that's very rare unless I have dairy products. Uh, but, you know, they tell you, you know, you know, the side effect. They'll give you a sense of what to expect. But, man, oh, man, I felt like I was run down. So yesterday, and and thank you. Um, uh, yesterday was a good talk with um, Jennifer Harris Newman, um, uh, Lynn Peterson, and Renesia, uh who was on as guest yesterday, talking about dance at the Schwartzman center start kicking it's already kicked off but every you know just about every sunday they've got some master dance class going on and if you go to the schwartzmancenter.edu you'll you can see the list of of you know the different kinds of dance activities that they're offering i'm gonna catch something i'm not kidding you i'm gonna go catch something i don't know i mean it's from now until may so by the time i get back i'll be ready to dance 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 keep on dancing so we'll see but anyway, yesterday, it, it I felt like I was dragging through my life. Oh, my God. I mean, I completed the task, but it was a real ordeal to just, and I, I think it's an age thing. I think, <laughs> I think, I really do. I think 60 is like, whoa, child, you can't take them vaccines like you was 20. You know, like you was 10, you know, you, you know. Uh, it it was it was it was a lot, and uh, and I got a good night's sleep, so I feel be I feel way more better today. I came home yesterday, and uh, and I had to be on a board meeting, and I could barely get through it. I, I and and I was in my bed <laughs> with my laptop because it was a Zoom meeting. I didn't turn my camera on. I was like, uh, uh, I I really was under it. I was like, damn. You know, uh, and, you know, I had my follow-up to the colonoscopy. I had pre-cancer polyps. This is why I'm telling anybody and in, anybody and everybody who listened, go get these damn tests, prostate tests, colonoscopies. Now I got to go back in five years because I had pre-cancer polyps, which are different from the other little polyps that they find. The first, Ten years ago when I did this, I had just regular old polyps. This time around, I had pre and then, you know, uh, we had a conversation about fatty liver, all the things. And then, and then of course, of course, I can't ever leave a doctor's appointment without, you know, some conversation about my weight. And the weight is like the reason for all the things. You know, I wish these doctors would stop saying that stuff. I really wish doctors would just say something other than, and I'm not asking them, it's not that being overweight is not, not detrimental to your health. That's not it. Anybody who's overweight knows that they're overweight. Like we all, we, when you're fat, you know you're fat. It's not a surprise. Like you don't, you don't need people to remind you, and people will remind you in in all kinds of ways that they think are are are, and and the way that people remind you is is the way that they speak fear over you. Like people will say that people people will make comments that they're dying to make to you because they don't want to be you in that body. 
you know. Uh, and, and I hear from people all the time, like people make comments all the time, you know. Uh, I, I don't get it as much as some people because, you know, people know I don't play that mess. So, you know, they know. And, and, I, and I think, too, I don't have people who are, I don't have a whole bunch of people who are out to hurt me. So that's that's one thing. The people who are team Babs are really really are team Babs. So I don't I don't I don't I don't mess around with frenemies. I don't have any frenemies. I don't rock with people who don't rock with me. I don't rock with people whose loyalty I question. I I just don't get down like that. I I just don't. So I only get down with people who I know. If I say I call two o'clock in the morning and I say, listen, get the shovel. They they like all right. What, should I do I need the boots or can I just get away with some <laughs> with some sneakers? <laughs> that, that's the conversation. That's with my that's with my sister, that's with my brothers, that's with that's with my 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 besties. That's it. I, I just gotta make one call. I need you. That's it. They don't ask for what, they don't ask for how long, they don't ask when they show up. I'm not kidding you. Listen, I remember I was so sick up in this apartment. Um, uh, Ife and Michelle Turner came by the house. They was trying to break in. Because <laughs> I wasn't answering my phone or the door. I was sick. I was so sick. You know, when I have these episodes, sometimes I get really sick. But my kid, my kids were in and out. So they, so my kids knew I was set up. They were straight. So they had ran out or went out or whatever. But I was so sick. And Mark and Ife and Michelle Turner was walk banging on the door. Then they went round to the side where my bedroom window is, and then they was trying to figure out how to break in. Swear to God, they were trying to break in. And I I woke up out of a foggy state. I was like, I'm thinking somebody's trying to break in. So I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> and it was just them bringing me soup and stuff. So they trying to break in. I hear people trying to break in. I don't know what's happening. Like, they're the kind of friends you need. You need friends that when you say eight o'clock, they outside waiting. I say, listen, they go, all right. My sister, when I make the call, she put the shovel in the trunk <laughs> and plastic bags. That's how we roll. I, I, we don't, I don't play it. I call my brother Robert and let me tell you something. I don't got to say nothing else. You know what he say? Say less. <laughs> I call my brother Mike. Now, if I call my brother Mike, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. The two of them, shh, the mob ain't got nothing on these two brothers. Let me tell you something. I don't, I don't mess around. I don't, I, that's how we roll. I have that kind of loyalty in my family, my immediate family, my, my sister and my brothers. That's it. I don't even know if their spouses is down like that with us. I don't even know. They might talk too much. They might ask too many questions. <laughs> love my love my sister-in-laws, love my brother-in-law, but they might ask too many questions. Whereas my brothers and my sister, they'd be like, let's go. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. We rolled like that. I swear to God. So no, I don't, I don't demand, I don't demand loyalty. I, I I absolutely, absolutely give it. I don't give nobody nothing that I don't, I don't ask people to do anything for me that I don't do for them. That's that how that rolls. You know, I don't get down like that. 
But I, I got, because my friends know I'll show up for them. They don't got to tell me nothing. I show up, I'm ready. I got I got a shovel too. <laughs> That's the kind of loyalty I'm talking about. But I'm, I, but it's also the kind of loyalty that if I have to drop everything, get on a flight to go see somebody, I'm going to do it. Even if I got to borrow money to do it. You know, I, at this age, I don't think I have to, but I could just, I, I got the means to just make it happen. But uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. This is why at this point in my life at 60, I don't understand these people with these desperate relationships. I, and I watch them all the time and I don't get it. And you know what else I don't get? You know, and uh, this is what I know. Death is a, death is, it is an in your face reminder that you are alive and that this is your life and you ain't got a whole lot of time. That's, that is the purpose of death for those of us on this side of, of the earth, of this side of the grave this side of the grave, that we see death and it is the, the the best and only reminder that you are alive and that you ain't got a whole lot of time. That's what death is. And, and, and people don't put death in this proper place. You know, you could be moved all you want and sad and, and people die and absolutely be sad. I still miss my mother. I still, every day I miss my mother. But she has she has gone on. And that has got to be the reminder that I'm still here and that I have to use this time courageously and wisely and lovingly. Right? Like that's that's what that's what you that's that's how I think I'm using my time courageously, wisely, lovingly, peacefully. Not always peacefully, but you know, peaceful peacefully is to strive, you know. <laughs> striving for peace you know so that's why when i see people and i was one of these people too i was squandering my time squander my time wallowing in foolishness that really didn't i didn't need to that was beneath me you know that didn't didn't that didn't deserve my attention the way that i was giving it and that that's whether it was a man a job friends uh situations whatever it was all those things that you that I look back and I was anxious about or worried about did not deserve the time that I gave it. Didn't deserve it. Did not deserve it. And you only know, and it's a hindsight thing. So in order to get ahead of that, now what I do is I just look at situations and I'm like, how much of this does it require my energy? Do I need, how mad can I be about this? How sad should I be about this? How brokenhearted should I be about this? And, and depending on what it is, I will allow myself a little bit of time to feel whatever the emotion is. And then it's like, okay, done. Because <laughs> I can't wallow. Because I don't have time. I, I just don't want to waste time. You know, and and I and every time, and you know, we all get, um, you know, we all get uh, uh, introspective when famous people die. Particularly when they die and we don't see it coming or they're young or whatever. Like, you know, we're all up in our feelings about the young um um, Dexter Scott King, you know, we're, you know, the, the, uh, Coretta and Martin's youngest son, you know, we get up in our, our, our feelings about that. And, uh, but, but we refuse to talk about, you know, prostate cancer is a killer <laughs> and, 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 and it's a huge killer among black men. 
and we have got to have better conversations about how do we take care of ourselves, black men, black women. How do we do that? We have really got to have real conversations about that. And we're not doing it. I mean, we're doing it, but we're not doing it. Because I hear too many people. I, I Listen, when I was talking about my colonoscopy, can I tell you how many people DM me talking about how afraid they are? Grown people DM, sending me messages. I know I need to get it done badly, but I'm afraid. And I, you know, and I honestly said, listen, I will go with you. You, I'll drive you what you need. I'll, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. But you got to get it. You got to make the appointment. You got to get it done. You got, and, and, and I got friends who got kids who still depend on them and they won't have this done. And, you know, I, you know, my, my first, you know, my, 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 my first reaction is to slap the crap out of them and slap them into reality. And then sometimes that works with some people and sometimes it doesn't. So you have to appeal, you know, you have to, you have to find another guilt tool to appeal to them. And, you know, sometimes appealing to people's uh, 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 understanding of what will happen to their children is enough to, uh, to get them to behave and to do the right thing, you know. So I'm not above that. I was like, you got young people, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to, I'm happy to use guilt as a tool to get people to do what needs to be done. I, I don't got a problem with that. Not one bit, not one bit. So, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. What is today? When am I? Oh, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Cause today is Wednesday. All right. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm all up in my, okay. That's fine. I'm just trying to figure out time to go to the gym because <laughs> I, I got another meeting I need to squeeze in and uh, I need to get that in. So, okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will see you at three. So anyway, so, so yeah, you know, my friend Roger Van, who, who just battled prostate cancer and thyroid cancer, and, you know, and he owns it. He was like, you know, I just didn't do what I was supposed to do. I didn't get the checkups. I didn't do any of that because I felt good. And then by the time I felt bad, I was, you know, I, I, had to, I was in for the fight of my life. And he says this. He says it. And there's people who are running around telling you, get this done. Juan Castillo, Reggie Mayo. All these people are like talking to their cohort, talking to men, get this done. Get this done, get this done, get this done. So I'm telling anybody, I don't give a damn if you if you don't like it. What has life got to do with it? Do you want to save your life? Because there are tools to help you save your life. And if you're not willing to use them, then you might as well just make your arrangements. And I'll tell you what, I will show up at your funeral and say nice ish about you. I'll be like, oh, you know what? He was a she, he, they, they were good people. Stupid, but good people. So go have these things done. Seriously, if I was afraid, these these pre-cancer policies would have been cancer. No doubt about it. If I would have ignored going in my 10-year, my 20-year mark, and I would have waited, this would have been a problem. 
no doubt. This would have been a this would have been a problem that I would another damn thing that I would have had to fight. No. <laughs> so now I gotta go back in five years because now I'm I'm on their radar because you know they found precancer polyps. So now I'm on their radar. And polyps are slow growing, right? They're slow growing. You know, uh, and now I gotta get more fiber in my diet. All right. If that's all I gotta do to, to sustain this life, I'm gonna do it. What's the problem? I, I don't I don't get it. I'm gonna do whatever they ask me to do. They're like, come. Listen, I guess if I could go and put my legs in stirrups and hike my butt to the end of a bed table, what? <laughs> a camera up my my hind parts is what? <laughs> get what you got to get. Do what you got to do. Does it prolong my life? All right. I'm just saying. So we got to get this health thing. So I'm on a mission. To talk about health, one, and uh, two, just get these doctors to stop fat shaming. Just cut it out. <laughs> it was so annoying to me. <laughs> it really is annoying to me, you know. And I and I know. Listen, I I don't have it as hard. I don't have it nearly as hard as a lot of people. I know it because I know they're fat people out there who are catching it at every turn. At every turn, they're catching it. I'm not one of those people. You know, what, what has been doled out to me has been very minor. Still offensive, but minor in the ways that other people are discriminated against and shamed. I've not been shamed like that. But, I, but, I, but I've been shamed enough to get a sense of, they're doing this to people, they're acting like this. You know, like, shut up. <laughs> You know, and it's bad enough, you know, everybody got their lips out about, oh, if you just push away from the table, I think fat people are probably the least eating people on the planet. And I'm just tired of people sort of making it seem like, you know, we're lazy or whatever. There's no harder working people than fat people. I don't know of any, you know, they go, they, they, they do the best that they can, you know, but we understand that 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 obesity is a disease and and that there is a disconnect in our system somewhere it's fine it's fine now now we've got all these tools to help remedy that and now with the tools people are like oh you should just do it the natural i don't even know what that means like whatever the tool is that's the tool so if the tool is weight watchers that's the tool for you if the tool is gastric bypass, that's the tool. If it's a sleeve, that's the tool. If it's the uh, uh, the semi-glutide shots, that's the tool. What? <laughs> All of it is going to require a, a change of, of, of patterns and habits. There's nothing that doesn't get away from that. Nothing. So it's just tools. Just tools. It's like when you build a house, you need a hammer, right? I mean, yeah, you could, you could nail, you could put nails in with a rock, or a heel of a shoe. But a hammer is a better tool for that. <laughs> like you, you want to punish people, and then when they get the tools, you want to punish them for using the tools that are available to them. <laughs> 
crazy. <laughs> crazy, 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 crazy. We are in the land of crazy, you know. Anyway, I guess the fight, the, the GOP fight, goes to South Carolina now. I don't I don't even know what that's gonna look like. I don't know. Does she got any support in Nikki Haley got any support in South Carolina? I don't even know. Did, in South Carolina, did they even know her? <laughs> I, I know she was the governor, but seriously? You know, I don't know. I the, I think the GOP is, needs a 12-step program because they have some addiction to Donald Trump that looks like heroin addiction to me. I <laughs> These people lose all sense of time and space. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I, you know what? I don't want to get it. Because it, it just seems just a level of crazy. I can't. But then I thought that before. But let me, this is what I know. If he becomes president of these United States again, God help us all. That's all I'm going to say. And and if he becomes president, then he's the president we deserve. <laughs> Again. <laughs> now, I'm going to get out there and fight long and hard to ensure that, you know, Democrats take back over, you know, continue to run stuff. Because everybody's lives are better when Democrats are in office. Nobody's life is better when Republicans are in office, except that, you know, 1%. <laughs> poor Republicans, and they are poor Republicans don't benefit they don't benefit from nothing that the republicans do and that's a, that's the truth so i don't know donald trump is crazy i <laughs> if somebody would have put this in in a in a show i don't i think people would have been like oh this is outrageous it's not true it's fake and here we are in real life i don't get it I don't get it. Yesterday was the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And now we don't have Roe v. Wade because these fools want to take away a woman's right to choose. As if women don't have no agency over their bodies. As if women don't, you know, we, we can make dentist appointments, but we can't make healthcare decisions. We can't make reproductive healthcare decisions. We can go get our hair done without any problems. <laughs> but we can't make reproductive healthcare decisions uh, based on our own interests. Crazy, 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 crazy. The world is upside down. And then women who and women who stand stand on that are just to, they ought to give back their vaginas and their ovaries. You just turn them over, give them back, because you don't deserve them. You don't deserve your vaginas or your ovaries when you side with these people who want to take away your agency to make decisions in your best interest. That, that's it. I don't care if you think abortion is wrong or right or whatever the hell you think. It doesn't matter what you think. If you think that it's wrong or whatever, then you shouldn't have one. But if there's women out there who need this reproductive health care, then they ought to have it based on the conversations that they have with their family, their loved ones, and their health care providers. That's it. That's the only conversation we should be having in this country. Everything else is just foolishness, mayhem, and stupidity. It just makes no sense to me. <laughs> makes no sense. You know, and, and I, you know, I expect white men to be ridiculous and stupid and colonizers, but women, mm -mm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, 
I, I don't understand how women can vote against their own best interests. Because when you curtail the rights of one woman's ability to make choices, you curtail the rights of every woman, the ability to make choices that are in her best interests. That's how that goes. You know, do I want to see women have abortions? No. At the same time, I don't want to see kids be hungry in the street. I want to see people homeless. I don't want any of that, right? But I also know that I believe a woman has a right to make decisions that are rooted in what is in her best interest. And when you start removing those, those uh, abilities and those rights, then we have a problem. We have a real problem. And we've come too far to go back now. We've come too far. And I wish that women would see this. I wish other women would see this. Uh, I wish women would see this, that when you curtail the rights and the movement of women, that you are, you are, you are deliberately curtailing the rights of all women to make decisions moving forward. Then not just about their health care, but how they move around on this planet. You know, and that's that's problematic. That is quite problematic, you know. And uh it just bothers me to no end, you know, that we could come 50, 50 years and have it overturned in the ways that it has been overturned. And in some of the poorest of the poorest states, which is crazy. I don't know what good they think they're doing, you know, because women are means. See, that's what money affords you. The ability to do whatever you want to do under, under, under cloak. Rich women ain't going to have no problems with this. They can pay out of pocket. They can fly somewhere. They can do all the things. Rich women and women of means are not having this conversation. They're not concerned with it because it's not their problem because nothing. this is not going to curtail them because they can pack up and leave a state that is impeding their ability to make choices about their reproductive health. Rich women and women of means don't have to worry about this. It's the poor women that will pay dearly, you know, dearly. And some of these laws are just ridiculous. Now they want to count miscarriages as, as, as somehow or other a woman miscarrying is her fault. <laughs> they done, they done hemmed up a black woman in one of these little stupid states around this matter. They they finally said, well, we can't charge her or whatever. We could just charge her with, you know, disposal, a misdisposal of a corpse. Like she had a miscarriage. I mean, what do you want her to do? I mean, <laughs> a miscarriage, it happens, you know. But there's no smoke for men who get women pregnant. I, I want to see a bill come through that says, the moment that, the night you have sex with somebody, if it's, you know, you start child support. And then if they come up not pregnant, then you stop the child support. <laughs> I want that bill to come through. I want a bill that says, listen, if you have sex with somebody, you got to register that you have sex with them. And then you got to set yourself up for, for child support payments immediately. Because, you know, they want to tell you, you can't have an abortion for what, six weeks? You don't even know you're pregnant for six weeks. So let's get ahead of it. Start the night that you have sex with somebody, start child support payments right then and there. Because you never know. It takes that long to find out. So we want to be prepared. Let's get ahead of it. Right? 
that's one bill that I like to see happen. The second bill is every boy starting at the age of 13 uh, uh, has a vasectomy, can be reversed. Have a vasectomy, 13, you know. And then uh, you can get it reversed when you are when you are bona fide getting married and you have gone through some kind of, of uh, training or workshop through any ch church religious entity of your choice, of your choosing. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be stupid, let's go all the way stupid. So you have to go and sit through, I don't know, 12, 16 weeks course on, you know, sexual health, financial literacy, all the things that would make you a good parent, how to buy a house, that kind of stuff. <laughs> 18 weeks of that. <laughs> so you could be prepared. So when a baby comes, you'll know what to do. Child rearing classes, all of it. And then somebody has to sign off on it and certify it that you went through this program. That, and every time you, and, 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 and when you are ready to start a family and you have a, uh, an engagement and a wedding date, you know, a week after you're married, you can go and have your vasectomy reversed. That's that's kind of laws I want to see. <laughs> I, listen, Planned Parenthood should be should be able to do vasectomies. Can you can we do vasectomies? I don't even know. We should put that on the on the on the list of services we provide. That's all I'm saying. So those are the those are the two bills I want to see come through. Hmm. You know. You know. So that's it. You know. So until somebody can draft those, craft that kind of legislation. I'm going to still be fighting against, you know, people trying to take my right to choose. And I'm 60. There's no, 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 um, I, there's no chance unless a star is in the East <laughs> again, again, <laughs> there's no chance I'm ever going to be with child. <laughs> so when I go to Planned Parenthood, I'm not going to have an abortion. I'm going for reproductive care. I got to make sure everything is still working. You know, they do other things, pap smears, all the things. They do other stuff. <laughs> they go in there and these, these people out there in their little cars protesting, talking about. <laughs> and, you know, I'm so sick of them. And I talk all kinds of ish. I don't care if there's ministers out there. I don't care. And they're all white people, all little old white people, white men and little old white ladies and whatever. And so, and they had the nerve, somebody had the nerve to say to me, do you do you know all these black babies? And I'm thinking to myself, who are you talking to about black children? How many you got at your house? <laughs> you got some black kids at your house? How many you got? <laughs> Don't talk to me about black children. Don't even talk to me. <sighs> I'm in rare form this morning, good people. Rare form. Got me some good coffee. <laughs> I'm in rare form. Black children. Do you know? First of all, these white men don't give one damn about black women having babies, wedlock, in wedlock, whenever. They don't care. They're not, they're not talking to us. 
They're not against us having abortions. Uh, you know why they're not against us? Because they were sterilizing us since the time we came to these shores. Us and indigenous women <laughs> and brown Puerto Rican women, you know, Latino women, but the brown Latino women. <laughs> like, don't, don't talk to us. You got this. This whole anti-abortion stuff is not about black women. They don't give one damn about black women having babies any kind of way, no way. They are concerned that white women are not having babies and that white women <laughs> are deciding to opt for other 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 life ch 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 choices other than having a bunch of babies. Those days of barefoot and pregnant are behind them, except for some in these religious cults you know but these white women are not doing it young white women middle-aged they're just not doing it so so they're trying to curtail their movements they're not trying to curtail black women movements although we get caught up because we're women and you know they they're not going to come right out and say we don't give a damn about black women but everything that they do says that but they're not going to say it you know but it's a fight we still have to have, right? Because we get caught up in, in all of that too. So, you know, uh, that's why we have to fight. That's why we have to we have to stand in solidarity because we black women have to have agency over their bodies too. Um, even though this these laws, these striking down these laws uh are not because of us, uh, but we but we uh, we get ensnared in the net of that uh, because we want the right to have say over our reproductive health as well. Notwithstanding that the reproductive history that they know and have learned in this country have been on the backs of black women and black enslaved women. <laughs> and not even enslaved women, just black women who are seeking reproductive health care. I mean, Fannie Lou Hamer is a good example of that. You know, she gets sterilized against her will without her knowledge. We don't talk. We don't talk about that in terms of when we talk about. You know, when when Tim Scott talks about when he co-ops Fannie Lou Hamer, I'm um, sick and tired of being sick and tired. But he don't talk about how it was white people that sterilized her. <laughs> he don't. He don't say that part. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I tell you what, that fool, fool, a fool, a fool, a fool. He's a fool. And he knows it. I hope he knows it. Can you really be in the world and be that disconnected from your own stupidity and ignorance? I I, I would pity him if I didn't revile him. <laughs> oh, oh, my stars. That's all right. I'm just gonna leave you alone. Go about my business. Figure out what I'm gonna do. Figure out what I'm gonna do. So anyway, that's life in the big city. What's happening in your neck of the woods? So, so I was online yesterday because I was in bed. I was, I was wore out. That dog on. And then you know my arm was sore. And I worked out too. I went to the gym Monday. So I went to the gym and, you know, my trainer, Robert, did not take it easy on me. I was like, I had a, he's like, yeah, and work through it, push through. 
<laughs> Whatever, Robert. Whatever. Um. So, uh, I I don't even know where I was going. I had I had a point to make. Now I don't know what it is. I just don't know what it is. Anyway, there's a lot to do. Today is Wednesday. I wanted to go see um, the lovely and talented Marcella Monk get her award today, this evening in Hartford at the Connecticut Arts Awards. But the weather is probably not going to be, you know, I, you know, at this age, I, I don't, I don't uh, try to drive in inclement weather uh, too much anymore. Uh, I just, I just, I don't. I, I'm not afraid or any of that. I just don't like it, you know. So I don't know if I'll make it uh, to her thing tonight. Uh, plus, I got some other work to do. I still have one more law school application that I must finish. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This law school has been a ride. I hope somebody get it. You know, my I, I'm starting to hear back from... Uh, folks who applied around the same time I applied and uh, I'm just, you know, we'll just see what happens. Listen, this is what I know. This is why I'm not terribly anxious about this. And my life has borne this out. What is meant for me won't get past me. Just won't. What is meant for me won't get past me. It just won't. It won't. It won't. And, uh, and I hold, I hold that dear and, and as the truth that's why i don't get all i'm not all flipped out and and if i don't get in anywhere as as a good professor foreman says you know that little box that says have you ever applied to law school before <laughs> we start again <laughs> okay <laughs> we we begin again you know, I, I don't want to take the LSAT again. Oh, my God. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. But uh, if I have to, you know, I'm hoping somebody will somebody will say, well, you know what? We're going to we're going to we're going to take it. We're going to take a chance. We're gonna take a we gotta take a shot. We'll see what happens. See what happens. I I'm keeping the faith. You know, what would be ideal? Well, I, I won't say. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna take myself to Africa and be on the shores of uh uh be on the shores of Africa for a couple of weeks. And I want to immerse myself in that experience uh, and uh, let it be uh, life-changing. Let's see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, I figure out what I'm going to write about. People keep asking me, what are you going to write about? I have no idea. I have an idea. I don't have an idea. You know, I can say whatever. But you know what? I I'll let the environment dictate what direction I go in. I have a sense of what I want to do, but I'll let it, I'll let it, whatever. I'll let whatever rise to the top, rise to the top. We'll see what happens. I know one thing I'm trying to pack very light. 
light as I possibly can. I don't have a guest today, but I've got guests the remainder of this week. This is this I have guests tomorrow. Tomorrow I have uh uh Lily Lily Evans, who is the New Haven Chinese Cultural Cooperative, which is an uh, they, they reinvented themselves, reimagined themselves. So she's gonna come out and talk about this reimagination. So that's tomorrow. Um Friday, I've got um um Patty Russo from uh, the Yale Campaign School, for the Campaign School at Yale, and Ron Thomas from Connecticut Conference of Municipalities. And over the last couple of years, they've been partnering to get people interested in running for office. And it has been so successful um, that they they've they've they're they do it like twice a year now. Uh, and it is so successful. And people from all over the country jump in. I think it's a wonderful marriage of of uh, how uh, a, a municipality serving organization can partner with a uh, uh, an organization that trains folks to run for office to marry. Because how else are we gonna how else are we gonna grow people to run for office? And running for office is probably one of the most noblest uh, uh, commitment to public service that you can get running for office. That means you have to get people to vote for you based on a whole bunch of things and that they believe in the message that you're bringing and that you will take their their message, their concerns, their their ideas, their hopes to wherever the decision-making body is and you make decisions on what is in the best interest of your constituents. Whoa. So that's why I think being a politician is noble. And I know people feel some kind of way about politicians. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I understand it. And that's an easy refrain, right? Like people like, ooh, politicians, they, you know, it's easy to say, but it's always the people who, who, who don't, who are never involved in the political process beyond running their mouth. Because if you got out there and campaigned for somebody, if you got out there and talked to people the way that these people have to talk to people, if you have to get out there and read everything that comes across, it's it's no easy. And I'm not trying to make excuses for bad politicians or whatever, because there's some really amazing people out there who know how to play the long game. Because I, I can't imagine anybody saying, let's vote Gary Winfield out of office because he's been there too long. Are you kidding me? He's just getting started. Just kidding. Say, I don't know. Anybody would say, oh, Robin Porter shouldn't be state rep. Are you kidding me? Who works harder than those two? They're like the James Brown and Tina Turner of Connecticut politics. They are everywhere. They work hard. They take on the hard issues and they know how to plan for the long, for the long haul of things. And I watched Gary do it. I watched Robin do it. I, I admire them because they, they, they know how to be in this arena and, and not be all whatever, flustered. They keep their eye on the prize and then they move forward. I admire that so much because it's not easy work. And, you know, somebody like me who just gets annoyed at the littlest thing, you know. <laughs> I, I think I was a good, I was a good politician. I still think I'm a good politician. I like the strategy of politics. I love thinking about the long game. I like I like the immediate the immediacy of what can be done to make people's lives better in community. And there are lots of things that we could do if we're not hamstringed by foolishness. There's a lot of things that government could do for citizens to make lives better. You know, 
Um, too much of it depends on political will and not enough on integrity and the right thing to do. Uh, but, you know, like anything else, you can lobby for the right thing to do and people can protest for the right thing to do. You know, so so, yeah, you know, I, I love politics and I love politicians, you know, and, and I get how people get caught up in, in stupid stuff, you know, and and foolishness. I, I get it. You know, every, everybody, everybody has human shortcomings and failings. God knows I, I'm, I'm the poster child for some of that stuff, you know, but, <laughs> but I, I still think when people stand up in the public square and say, I want to do this thing, that's admirable. Even if you think they're asshole politicians, it is, it takes a lot of courage and chutzpah and, and a commitment to it to sort of do it, even if you know they're awful. <laughs> Takes a lot to do it. So I'm gonna take a break, but I'll be back. I'm gonna heat up my coffee a little bit, but I'll be back. Oh, you know, I love me some Earth, Wind & Fire. Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. If your home was built before 1978, your paint or even the soil around your home could contain lead. Lead paint can harm young children, affecting their kidneys and brain, slowing a child's growth and making learning difficult. But lead poisoning is 100% preventable. We have funding to keep you and your family safe. To learn more about our program, visit nhvhealth.org. Together, New Haven, we can get the lead out.
This is Harry Rose, and you're listening to WMHHLP 1.5 FM.
Robinson is smooth like velvet, just smooth. And that brother's still out here working, singing, selling uh, uh, a skincare line. I mean, he's still beautiful looking. And and then out here trying to be sexy. I just smoked a couple of, like a year ago, bumping and grinding. Like, the people like all bent out of shape. Smokey's like, I, I'm 80, I ain't dead. <laughs> All the equipment still work. What? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. Smokey looked damn good. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. This is what I know. These little rappers, old school rappers, new school rappers, they ain't got nothing on these old school R&B singers because they're the ones that are not dropping dead left and right. How many rappers have we lost in the last five years? In their 50s, 40s, and 50s. Ain't even reaching 60. Listen, Smokey is 80 years old. Diana Ross is in her 80s. These cats, Lionel Richie, all these cats, they still singing and performing and selling out shows. These little hip-hop artists from back in the day and current, they not they not making it. <laughs> I don't care what you say. You can talk all the issues you want. Dinah Ross, Lionel Richie, Smokey Robinson, all these folks are still alive and performing. No, who ain't alive? These rappers. They, every day we get a new rapper, we lose a rapper, right? They just drop it. I don't know what it was about that hard-ass hip-hop life, or rap life, or whatever it is. Ooh, child. Child, child, child. I'm just saying, somebody had to say it. I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm saying it. Ooh, I'm saying it, I'm saying it, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. So anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> Say what you want. Say what you want. They out there performing. R&B singers ain't dropping dead. They not. Not like that. When they pass on, it's, they've lived a long, fruitful life. These these rap artists, they, they get to 40 and it's lights out. I'm like, Damn. How many rappers have we lost in the last two, just two years alone? <laughs> you know, golly. And, and they ain't dying because somebody's shooting them. They have a heart attacks and cancer, all these things. I'm like, whoo. I'm not trying, I'm not making fun. I'm just saying there's a there's got to be a formula to this longevity game that these little rap artists missed. They must have missed that class. <laughs> They must have missed it. They must have had this at Motown and nobody went. None, none of these new jacks went. Because I'm telling you. <laughs> have you seen these old R&B people? They got it in. They are doing the damn thing. Listen. I saw Leslie Uggams in American Fiction. Uh, American Fiction. She looks gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, Leslie Uggams. Her skin is as... I, I don't even know how old this woman is. Seriously. She's got to be in her 80s. She's got to be in her 80s. She looked gorgeous. I was like, God, Lord have mercy. 
That's why I'm trying to get right with the Lord. I'm trying, I'm trying, trying to get right with the Lord. So, so I don't, listen, I don't need the Lord to give me uh, 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 more. You know how people are like, oh, let him multiply your whatever. Uh-uh. I want him to continue to keep the skin tight and nice. <laughs> I like to keep all my teeth. I'm in the process of dropping some weight. Listen, I'm trying to age. I'm not trying to fight aging. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not into that game. I'm I'm not trying to fight aging. I'm just trying to like be friends with it. <laughs> I, I don't care about wrinkles. That's not going to, that's, I'm not worried about that. If I have wrinkles, I've earned every last one of them jokers. I'm not putting no needles in to plump up nothing. I'm not doing it. And listen, listen, I know when people, when I say that, it sounds like I'm trying to shame other people. Oh no, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I think people have to do whatever is in their best interest to live how they want to live. I'm saying for me, I don't have the energy for it because I get the sense if you Botox, you got to keep Botoxing. And I don't want anything that I have to have a long-term commitment for like that. <laughs> I need to color my hair. I'm like, mm. I made an appointment to go have my hair cut by Omar. I'm like, Omar, before I go on this trip. Because normally what happens is I go get my hair colored because Kay, Kay won't cut it, cut it. I need to go see Omar because I need to cut, 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 cut. Uh, and then and then if there's some left, I might go see Kay and be like, put a little color on whatever's left. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I'm thinking I might play this game. <laughs> put a little color on what's left. Put a little color on what's left. I tell you what, though. You know, I wish I had a little bit more money so I could upgrade my my um my uh my airline ticket. I'm I'm in a good seat. I'm in premium seating, which is which is perfectly perfectly fine. But if if I had a little bit more money, I would upgrade all the way to Delta One just because I I would just want to do it. So hey, Harry Jones, what's happening? Hey, Babs, you hear me? I hear you. I see you and I hear you. Are you uh -huh. home? Are you? Are you in the New Haven studios? Yeah, I'm in New Haven. Okay. What's happening? Yeah, I decided to venture out into the Waterbury ice this morning. Oh, y'all got ice? Yeah. Lord. Ice skating rink around my car this morning. I, I, you, why did you put some salt down the night before? <laughs> well, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, you just put a, put a path of salt around your car. That way it'll <laughs> melt it before you get out there. <laughs> I used to do that in my driveway at my house. I was like, oh, I knew snow was icy. I was like, let me, because I had fallen and I fractured my ankle one time, Harry. I was like, I will never do that again. So you're um, you're flying what airline? Delta. Delta. Yes. And you're not in the emergency seat, right? No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> that door tends to fly open. Yeah, no, Harry. I, I, mean, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, mm. <laughs> 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 and make sure to stay with your seatbelt fastened the whole ride. Uh, I don't know about that, Harry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not by the door because you know what? I'd be the worst. I, I mean, I, I I like to believe Harry. I would try to help people, <laughs> but if it's if it's between me and them getting sucked out, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be me, Harry. 
Well, you know, they said on that flight, it was lucky that nobody had a baby on their lap because it would have gotten sucked out of that door. A couple of people's phones got sucked out. So, yeah, that's dangerous. As a matter of fact, the pilot and the co-pilot, the the suction actually, and, you know, their door is closed. But still, they it grabbed their headsets and tried to get it through the door. What? Yeah. So imagine <laughs> if you, and there was a kid sitting, pre, a teenager sitting pretty close. And they actually got up and sat, went and found an empty seat and fastened themselves in. So they took the chance with all that going on, they because they were close to the door. And when everything started flying out, it actually ripped his shirt off. It sucked his shirt off of him. And he thought to himself, I got to make a move. Yeah. I'm next. <laughs> I don't know, Harry. How do you make a move when all that is going? I don't know. I'd have to. I don't know what I would do. The thing is, is that do you have faith in the seats now, right? Are they going to stay bolted in? Well, they didn't fly out. They didn't fly out, but in his head, I'm not. He's thinking I'm next. I, I wouldn't be worried about the seat. I'd be worried about the seat belt. Oh, the seat belt too. Because <laughs> you know, I'm a big girl, Harry. All that pulling. Some gotta get. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just making sure you're not in the wrong seat. No, 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 no. I I picked my seat with with thought in mind. I did. I really did. I was like, mm. I mean, I I I got a premium seat. I I I spent the money for a premium seat. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's what's funny is that I always try to get the emergency seat. I used to too, Harry, because the leg room. Right, the leg room is you know so much more spacious there. Uh huh. Now, now I'm like, mm, nope. Now it's like, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think so either, Harry. I don't think anybody gonna sit in them seats for a while. <laughs> and you know, right before the flight, they start recruiting people. If nobody bought the seat, they start going. Um, does anybody want to sit next to the emergency seat? Nope. Because they need somebody that, you know, fortunately that that door that flew off was called a, a plug because that seven, I think it's a 737 Max, the Boeing 737 Max. You get the option of having two emergency doors or one emergency door. They they ordered that plane with only one emergency door, so they just plugged the other one. So it wasn't a re actual door. Well, it was. How much? How much? How much they got paid about on that flight? <laughs> well, you know, they offered them. <laughs> they offered them fifteen hundred dollars, Yeah, lawyer up. And yeah, that's especially what the people, especially the people that were sitting right there. Now the other people that they, they, I mean, I whatever. Mean, when but the people that are sitting immediately right there, Harry? Oh, you might as well write the big-ass check. Well, you know, if your phone got taken, sucked out of the plane, that's more than $1,500 right there. <laughs> <laughs> so who you who, who you kidding? Offering me $1,500. <sighs> Harry, 
these people are gonna lawyer up, and these lawyers know they're gonna lawyer up. Yeah, yeah, they already, they already are suing them. Yeah, but just, yeah, just, you know, just just they, just make the just make a. They thought it was a generous uh, offer, and the the funny thing is, is that there had been reports of loose bolts and everything around that plugway or doorway. Right. And Delta, I mean, not Delta, Boeing told them, yeah, just tighten the bolts. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to cost you. <laughs> uh, Wait, somebody got a checklist. Okay. What transpired? Okay. This is a million. This is 8 million. This is 20. But nobody exactly. died, right? Like nobody lost their life. No, nobody did. Okay. Nobody got All sucked right. out. So that saves them about $100 million right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's $100 million saving. But it's going to cost them some millions, Harry. Because the 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 mental stress of that whole ordeal is gonna stay with you, and you gonna have people be like, "I can't fly ever again." <laughs> well, you know, what was it? What what was the airline? Is it Alaska Air? I think it is. Um. Anyway, so that they had been getting um the emergency warning light about the air compression in the cabin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And they would get it every time they would go over water. So what 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 right? So, so what they, do you do with that, Harry? When you get the you you can't land, so you're like, all right, I see it. You know, it's like when your check engine light come on, you're like, what am I do about it? Well, right. no, but the thing is, is that they had been getting it for other flights for that plane, right? So what they decided is that they would reroute; they wouldn't go above water. Okay. So wait, so you're getting the signal above no, water instead of fixing yourself. it. We're good. We're good as long as we're not above water. Are you but kidding? they they grounded all those flights though because they got yeah, they, they grounded all those planes. All those now planes. they got to go and who makes a good airplane these days? Who 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 can we depend well, on Boeing to make a... makes almost everything right? Who so Boeing? The, oh yeah, makes almost all the planes. So are they are they in China? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you know. That's that's the biggest thing. We right need now. we need Russians making planes because you know they know how to make they know how to make durable durable things. <laughs> no, the Germans, right? Oh, the Germans, the Germans. Yes, because they make all the tanks and they make yeah. all the they make all the durable stuff. But we um, need that ingenuity. <laughs> well, that's the biggest thing about um this whole fiasco that China put a halt on their orders for all the planes. Right. So they're actually losing money from China because China's like, uh, you know, we don't like our people, but we don't want them flying out of planes either. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so. Well, maybe we do, but we have to figure out a way to do it. So. Oh, so. well, yeah. You know, pop population control. Just put your, your people on planes. <laughs> Listen, don't but, um, don't sleep on that. I know how you want to relocate, Babs. You know, you want to retire somewhere, right? So there's this story um, in Modesto, California. They found these caves where homeless people have been digging, and they created a whole community of caves. Are they trying to run them out of there? Well, they just did. Why? What? What's the problem with the caves, Harry? They're not. <laughs> well, they they. But they don't want them in the caves. 
Stay out of the way. <laughs> well, they right. They dug them in. They dug this this cave along. So what's the, the fear that the caves are going to collapse and they're going to well, die yeah, in because, the caves? Because they they dug them right along the river. So you know right. you start playing around with the foundation right there along the riverbanks, and you could have a flood inside. You know, it, so they did um, <laughs> force them to evacuate their nice homes, but. You know that's a that's a interesting retirement um option, Babs. The caves I, along the I, you Modesto. know I don't I don't like caves, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you, you know, could you know how you could buy cave you know you could buy a, a a house that was built. What's the difference, Harry? If people build caves into the build houses into caves, tearing caves into houses, and the homeless people well, living in the caves, what what is the problem? Probably um, engineers and uh, <laughs> contractors that know what they're doing. <laughs> the, the homeless aren't too worried about that, but they found hooks and everything along these caves where they were hanging their clothes and their water bottles. So they actually had made it like a home. Oh, man. And everything. And now they are homeless again. They, they call them homeless. And so where are they going to put them? Back out on the street because they probably. want them on display? <laughs> probably. Harry, everybody has caves. Terrorists, drug dealers, <laughs> cartels. But everybody has a cave. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, okay, the homeless and they make and they made these caves. I'm thinking definitely it has to be like from the southern border. These people know how to dig tunnels. So they literally build a tunnel system right there along the riverbanks. You know, so and that's the real danger that is along the riverbanks. Uh huh. Has anything flooded so far? Not yet, but you know, okay. you're gonna you're not gonna wait till it floods to go. Okay, why not? I would just wait. Like they're there now. They're out of our way. You know, put a dam up so that it doesn't flood them. But you know, it's like it's like these movies, right? These old Mad Max and stuff where <laughs> you have these these communities being built underground, Harry. Let some apocalypse break out. We all gonna be running to them homeless caves. I know we're gonna be like, where are those caves? <laughs> and the homeless are gonna be right back where they were outside. <laughs> no, the homeless gonna be in those caves charging us rent. <laughs> oh, you wanna come in our cave? So you want our caves now? God. <laughs> so I guess that's not an option for you. I, I I don't like caves, Harry. You know, you could go and look for housing in caves. They're they're built, right? People yeah. build them into the side of. I, I just. Yeah, but the difference. I don't like is, caves like that. The difference is, is those, you know. I know. Built by contractors are millions of dollars for you. To I buy. know. I know, Harry. I know. You, now you could. And go I don't with. like those, so I know I'm not going to like a makeshift cave. <laughs> no, but I don't even like the million dollar caves, Harry. So I know I'm not going to like home this made caves. Now, here's an option, Babs, to relocate, oh. right? According to a a re recent data survey in Japan, uh-oh, uh-oh. Housing and land um they have 8.49 million abandoned houses in the country. Oh yeah. People are just abandoning their thing and moving towards cities. Yeah, because they don't got no services out there. Okay. And but, no jobs. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Forget 
but but forget forget work and and you talking talking about retirement right so so (laughs) but that was in 2018 when they said 14 percent of the housing stock was abandoned yeah so now in in 2023 they estimated up to 30 percent yeah that's a that's a problem right so people from around the world are buying land now going and buying rural area Uh-oh. property Uh-oh. for cheap. Oh Lord. Right? So what's Japan saying? What are they trying to shut that oh, down or they no, like Japan, it? Japan is fine with it. They allow you to buy property. They allow foreigners to buy properties, but some are being given away for free. Oh, I well, don't know, uh, Mary, well, the Japanese countryside might not be a bad. Right. It, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful landscape. It's just beautiful. where though, like, because you, right? so, <laughs> so you know, so some, some are being given away for free, while others can go for as little as four hundred thousand yen, Japanese yen, which is about twenty seven hundred American dollars. So, this guy just bought. Is it is it near Hiroshima? Like I need no, it to no, be. No, it's not. Okay, it's, all right. No, no, it's not near any radiation. Okay. All right. I'm just listen, I'm just checking, Harry. (laughs) So this guy just bought a freaking beautiful spot for $23,000 and he's renovating it over there. He's like, I always wanted to live in Japan and now it's cheap. (laughs) Wow. So imagine. And you know, Japan is a clean country. Yeah. This one I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what they like. I don't know. So and and it's just a simple thing. It's not because of a bomb or anything that people are abandoning their property. They're just moving to our cities. Well, their population is shrinking. Yeah. The young people coming up, Harry, they don't want to live in the country like their parents and grandparents. They want to live in the city because they want jobs and a li- a different kind of life. That they don't want the rural life. That's like that's like Western people, Western kids, they don't want to live on a farm and in the country. They want to they want to go to the city and be in the city, right? Right. And that's the biggest problem is the population growth. They're shrinking rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're welcoming. Oh, well, people. you know what, Harry? I might have to put Japan on my list. Yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful country. I might have to put another list there. Listen, ain't that where Godzilla is from, too? I might. That might be all right. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be stepped on by Godzilla. Well, I don't, you know. I mean, that's where the Titans, somewhere off the coast of Japan, the yeah. Titans are, right? I I mean, Godzilla doesn't harm people. Like, he's not trying to harm good people. Yeah, you know, if he kills you, it's a mistake. Can we live in Japan? Let's go to Japan. Let's go and do fact-finding. Hey, Paul, send us over to Japan. Let us do some fact-finding. We could do our we, show from there and see what happens. We could move, yeah, we could move our offices to Japan. Probably be cheaper. We could do some fact finding. We go there for a month, Harry, see how we like it. See if we like it. If we get if we could acquiesce. Yeah, I mean they're beautiful homes, right? So I I was looking at some of the things that are available. Yeah, like, I might be a Puerto Rican in Japan. Yes, I mean this <laughs> this is some beautiful stuff. Well, you know the good thing about when you want to retire, Harry, you're not going to work. And if you do right. some work, if, as long as you got some Wi-Fi. Yeah. And know. now it's, the, you know, now Tesla has its internet all over the place because it's satellite based. Oh, so you yeah. can get internet from wherever. Yeah. All right, 
Harry, you you just put something on my mind, Harry. I might have to make a run to Japan now. <laughs> Yo, it, it looks <laughs> it looks enticing. I gotta say but that. you know who else is doing that too, Harry? Italy. Some parts of Italy is doing that because these little towns are dwindling in numbers. And so people are going there buying Italian houses and renovating them. And, you know, they're giving them away. They're enticing people to come. If you stay here for a year, we'll give you X amount of dollars a year. Yeah, but I like Japan just because there's no crime. Very clean. It's just, But they don't have an army. well, they are. They're building up their army. I, I thought they couldn't build an army. No, but they have to. China's becoming a monster. I thought we protect them. No, but not anymore. They're starting to build, which is upsetting, actually, China, because China's like, hey, listen. If you know our history with Japan, Japan was horrible to the Chinese. So if you know See, their just history. our just our look, Harry, we get over there and something pop off. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> then we gotta get out. But yeah, so Japan, I think it's <laughs> the the triangle, I think they were calling Harry, it. can you find us some place in the world who, who don't who don't have no beef with nobody? Yes, yes, we live on Earth. <laughs> There's gotta be somewhere, Harry, where nobody is beefing with. <laughs> We live on Earth. I don't think there's anywhere. I'm just saying, I think Harry. the only place... You had me at Japan, and then when you're like, yeah, China have been beefing with them for centuries. I mean, I guess the, the only place where I don't think war might get to is Costa Rica, but that's debatable because of the countries around it. At any point, they might But decide. that's what I mean, Harry. Other, other countries around them get <laughs> yeah. into stuff. And you know what's going to happen. People going to flood in. I mean, the fight is going to come to them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whether that's they the problem. want it or not. <laughs> All it takes is one misfire <laughs> of something. that's the thing. We and that's what I'm saying. We live on Earth. We're the problem. You know, Paul and I had um a meeting yesterday with with a potential radio uh, uh, some people who want to do a show, right? And we were talking about invasive species, and I I was thinking to myself. Talking about invasive species, we are the number one invasive species. <laughs> humans Yes. humans We destroy everything. humans We go, oh, look at that beautiful patch of land. Let's go destroy it. <laughs> let's, let's go destroy it let me, let me build some modern monstrosity on it <laughs> let me suck up all the land the water all the minerals oh yeah because I want to build an 18 million thousand dollar house or whatever Yep. You go, oh, this animal has been here for 5,000 years. Oh, well, it can't be on my land. I got to Oh man, Harry! Now you gotta got. get rid I of got. it. We gotta find some place on Earth where we could be. Because <laughs> even, even in the name of like trying to save the Earth, like you look at um, the, the solar farms, you know, and all of that, they actually have to destroy all the species around it in order to install those solar farms. And then you look at all the birds that die around those solar farms because it becomes an oven above it. So anything that flies above it dies. Humans are, I, you know, I say this all the time, Harry. <laughs> Humans are bad for the earth. this is what I'm saying. Well, this is this is the reason why aliens are gonna if they ever get They're just waiting. They, I believe aliens are just waiting. They're like, uh, any century now, they're gonna they're gonna be at a point of no return, and then we can just go in 
and take Earth and well, fix it back. They're either waiting for us to die off, kill ourselves off, which which we're doing a pretty good job. But if you know you if, if they realize we're like roaches, we're not going anywhere. Some we, of us. Yeah, some of us are like some roaches. Of us. They're gonna like, come in and like black and brown people. <laughs> black and brown people will will always sustain Harry. Yeah, I don't but know about white people. But that means that they're going to come and get us. They're going to be like, no, 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 no. Who, I don't know. I don't know if they'll come for us, Harry, because we black and brown people are hospitable people. We're not the ones running around the world colonizing. That has never been our, you know, what we've been trying to do be hospitable. When it, when white folks came to these, to, to the, to the, to America, to the Americas, guess who helped them? The indigenous people. They well, didn't try to kill them. They were like, let us help you survive. And no, what I was actually do? let's kill them all. Well, I was actually I was reading something about Puerto Rican history, right? So when Columbus, well, the Caribbean, when Columbus makes his way to the Caribbean and everything, and the Taino Indians, which is you know what my DNA is, I'm a descendant from. Um, they were work when when Columbus comes, they're thinking. He's here to help us against the Caribs, the other Indians. Yeah, no. Right? Because the other Indians are at war with them and, and also they're cannibals. They they eat people. So he's thinking, yes, they're thinking, yes, Columbus is coming to help us. <laughs> no, nope. Columbus is like, all y'all Indians, and I don't give a damn about <laughs> none of y'all. <laughs> it's me against all of y'all. I'm just going to kill all y'all. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Y'all Indians to me. Y'all all look alike to me. I, <laughs> I know. I know. Columbus is like, I, I can't tell you guys apart. So I can't tell matter. you about Y'all Indian. I don't speak that <laughs> near bit of your language. Y'all all look alike. I don't care. We're going to kill you all. We're going to equal opportunity massacre. <laughs> <laughs> and so they did. <laughs> so. <sighs> yeah. No so, job. but Japan's on your list, right? I might have to put it on my list, Harry, unless, I don't know. I got to think long and hard about that one. You have to go through the Akia banking system, right? So in sure. Japan. I mean, I always hear good things about Japan. I hear how clean it is. I hear, and I and I knew from a while ago uh, that they were having problems with uh, uh, folks leaving the countrysides because, you know, young people, they want to seek their fortunes in the city. They don't want to have a rural life, you know, and, and, and the people who have a rural life, they die and people don't want to inherit the properties. <laughs> They're like, I don't want this. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that all this, and it's not just Japan, it's all over the world. Where they it's all want, over the world, Harry. Like, right, the young people don't want to, you know, multiply, be fruitful and multiply and, you know. Why you, why you think they're trying to, why do you think they try to ro they roll back Roe v. Wade in this country? Cause they see the writing on the wall. We're like, ooh. It's like we're 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 gonna disappear if people don't wanna, you know, mm -hmm. get busy and mm -hmm. have babies. Uh-huh. Well, you know, when you when you make it very difficult for women to have children, <laughs> well, when you don't create opportunities for them to be in the workplace and have a family, <laughs> you make choices based on. You know, what's in your best interest? How she's going to cook my dinner if she at work? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. That was a joke. <laughs> it's true, though. And, I, and I'm talking, to, funny, my wife. But I'm talking true, to my Harry. wife. But wait, I'm talking to my wife. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, because you see the pot coming. <laughs> like, what did he 
just he's like cook your own food. You cook your own food forever and yeah. ever and ever till death do us part. Yeah. So <laughs> no. So yeah, it is a problem all over the world, right? And um, I think it was it wasn't just Elon Musk. Somebody else just came out and said because they were talking about oh the population level is the problem global warming and everything no actually we need more people and if you look if you if you take that like obama used to say that 10,000 foot view of the earth there's plenty of space for people <laughs> it is there's a lot of space for people it's just that we're gathered in you know groups well, because cities have things to do and rural places well, don't we need to make it more possible what, make you know, rural cities <laughs> what, what was it that we were talking about the five what the 15 minute town or five minute town oh yeah yeah that they're yeah. trying to build all over the place but, I, but you know what harry you're onto something because if they could get a, a rail rate rail system and japan has great rail systems if they could connect their rural uh parts of their country to their cities you know, where it takes 15, 20 minutes to get in and out, they might bring, they might entice people to come back because then you could have a, a lifestyle. You could have both worlds. You could have a rural lifestyle and a city lifestyle. I, I think we need to bring these ideas to Japan. These American <laughs> ideas to Japan. Okay. All right. Who's the, who's the president, the prime minister? We get a meeting. <laughs> Yeah, let's get a meeting. Let's get a let's meeting. Move, uh, the New Haven Independent offices yeah. to Japan. We have an idea. We'll go, Harry. Make some flow charts, some nice, <laughs> some nice graphics. We can, we can. I think we could do this, Harry. <laughs> I mean, look at this. They're giving a lot of property away for free, and most property goes for about twenty seven hundred. I, I I I have to go look at this, Harry. So whatever that guy bought for twenty three thousand, it had to be like a mansion with a hundred, you know, acres or something. I might have to. I might have to look at this. And and you're right. The countryside is go like it's it's, it's gorgeous. It is beautiful, and the houses are beautiful. Yeah, the like, houses are, are beautiful. Most of them well kept. Yeah. So, I mean, some of them are a little run down, but that's just a DIY kind of vibe. That's like yes. an HGTV vibe, right? Like, go over there and fix it. Well, that's it. As long as you have internet, you'll have your tablet with YouTube, right? And then you could look up all the do-it-yourself. And just do you it. You know, videos on YouTube. Get you some workers. That's it. Get it done. Right. Put it on my list, Harry. You don't, you don't excite at me. Uh, so that one is a go the Calif in Modesto, California. No, that, no, that, I, no. <laughs> I think I'm gonna save the the cave <laughs> for the apocalypse. Okay, <laughs> at least we know where it's located. <laughs> so we know where to run to. <laughs> we could be like, I'll have put it, in, put it in the GPS. Where are we going? I know this caves. <laughs> no, but I'll have a recording where we sit on the radio. They should live there. So you see, we were for you. Let us in. <laughs> Please. Uh, uh, can you run some electricity though? That's that's really Mass, as long as you have an extension cord, <laughs> you can run electricity from anywhere. Yeah, from the you, light pole. You know, you know, we we run the projects. 
That's right. <laughs> All right. We got to go. Oh, I'll see y'all tomorrow. I've got guests tomorrow. It'll, it'll be fine. I'll see y'all tomorrow. All right. Speaking thank you. of China, I've got a Chinese guest coming on tomorrow. So. Oh, love Babs, love talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Hopefully I don't have the music muted this time. <laughs> Hopefully we can hear it. We, we've only been doing this for how long? <laughs> I don't know. But here goes.